Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk. Hope you're doing well. And we are thankful you've joined us. You're doing all right over there, James. I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see you, man. Hey, good to see you too. Man, uh, you know, this past Sunday was a good Sunday. Uh, you know, we had the choir, we had baptism, another baptism. Yeah, Wendy's story yeah, is just a great yeah, story of great. how God uses people of the church. Amen. Uh, Amen. Yeah. Amen. So come on. Come yeah, on. Yeah. I feel like uh a lot of boggy talks this summer will be like us catching up because basically the staff kind of all sees each other coming and going a little bit. A lot the in the summer because of trips and camps and mission trips and vacations and yeah, Bayshore Kids Clubs all, right now. Yes, happening this week yeah. all over Niceville, Shalimar. We have one in Shalimar, one on base. Yeah, wow. it's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah expanding. Yes, yeah, right, Tasso? man. We're covering it. That. That's like a twenty Villa Tasso. There you go. Villa that's Tasso? like a. Tw- I have no idea. I yeah. know I've seen the sign when I drive out that way, but yeah, me too. I just, what is it? Like, is that, There's is it a community? Villa, is it a villa? villa? sounds so fancy. It does. And then you realize it's like not that fancy. It's there. not all yeah, that fancy. It's not all that fancy. But uh, anyway, you guys, you guys surviving so far the week and a half we are into summer? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah. It's got getting some outside time, more time with the family, yeah. you know, and. And it's just now like really getting hot too. Like it's, it's been such yeah, a night. It's been yeah. what a pleasant, so this is like old man conversation. It's been such a pleasant spring here. It in the has Panhandle. been such a pleasant, <laughs> pleasant spring, but the birds are chirping and the, the bees are buzzing and the, yeah, but like you Olaf know, <laughs> that's funny. Bees, oh man. We listened to every Disney soundtrack on the way back from Georgia from Ooh, celebrating man. my dad's uh, birthday and happy Joanna, birthday, David White. that's right. Happy birthday, dad. And, and Joanna just held the Bluetooth speaker and we just played every soundtrack and it kept her happy for six hours. So no complaints there, but okay. you know, we listened to Olaf's singing about summer and yeah. it's heating up. And speaking of heating up, uh, let's talk about what we're talking about today. Let's talk about it. Hey, uh, so this past Sunday uh, was a great Sunday, and we continued in our series one. And you talked about one concluded spirit. Concluded our series. Conclu- one. That's right, true. Uh, concluded this uh, series one, one spirit. And so today we thought, kind of on the heels of that, we would talk a little bit about what that really means. One spirit, specifically in the church and for the church, and unity. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it mean mm-hmm. to? What is unity? What does it look mm-hmm. like in the church, outside mm-hmm. the church? And if that isn't it funny that. Uh, a word that really means together uh, mm. is actually really divisive these days. You're right, you're yeah, right. so parse that. Um, anyway, you can't spell unity without you and I. <laughs> oh, woo! That's so found. I mm-hmm. hope you say that on. I, you know, I hope you just. Well, I didn't say that. Uh, no. I didn't say that. <laughs> well, you should have. You missed yeah. an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, really quickly. Just read your chicken soup for the Christian soul. It's, <laughs> That's it's, right. It's, it's, it's a chapter in there <laughs> under my ghostwriter pseudonym. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, 30 second recap of this Sunday. Ready, set, go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, loves everybody who's a part of his kingdom, and uh, the blood of Christ is our uh, is our identity and our banner, and kills all hostility. Mm. And so we ought to be striving to be one, as He and the Father are one. Yeah. Okay. So what does that look like now? Yeah. Well, I you know on Sunday I tried to really focus on some practical applications of being a church that wants to include people, welcomes people, seeks to help people become like Christ. And uh, I would say is humble in our approach towards people who are different than us um, and always has Christ as our banner. Um, And so, you know, specifically, uh, I think like the kingdom of God is uh, diverse. Mm. Um, It's made up of every tribe and tongue. And 
you know, we tend to view uh, our lives in terms of a nationalistic view, uh, a tribal view. Uh, obviously, we're Americans, so we're speaking about it from an American context, but I think that's true anywhere. Uh, but, you know, when you think of uh, these more diverse places in the world, that's actually a better view of what heaven is going to be like. Mm. Um, I think he got it wrong, but uh, it's a small world. At the end of it, it's a small world at Disney, right? Like, yeah, all you know, the nations yeah. are there. Yeah. And yeah. they sing in creepy little eyes staring yeah. at you. Uh, and if the ride ever stops, you just have to hear that song over oh, yeah, and over yeah, yeah, and been over there, done that, again. So, yes. Yeah. So unity, um, I, I love that description. And I think when you hear the word unity, especially in our, in our, current culture, uh, you either think, uh, you either have one or two reactions, either positive or negative, And you may mm -hmm. think, oh yeah, that's a great idea. That's mm -hmm. a great idea. Or you're mm -hmm. like, oh, mm -hmm. unity. I'm so tired mm -hmm. of hearing about that. Um, <laughs> because, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. really there is uh, kind of, I think, um, an idea of unity that mm -hmm. uh, that is uh, the world has of unity, the culture has of unity versus what the scriptures really teach yeah, us about right, unity. Right. Uh, you know, we, like you said, we are all reconciled. The church, we are reconciled together because of the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And I think outside of the church, um, is it even possible to have true unity uh Apart from Jesus, mm, and I don't know, mm, no, because mm, it's it's mm, it's a it's just a shadow. It's mm, just a pale shadow of what mm, is truly possible mm, uh, of for unity in the church. Pale and shadow, pale, mm, sha pale mm, shadow, not, not a even shadow, a dark shadow. shadow. It's a pale yeah, yeah. shadow. Um, and so, you know, what I does think that mean? A pale, a pale. It's it's just faint. It is not. You know, it's not even dark enough to register. It's just. It's false. There you go. Ah, there you okay, go. okay. It's a okay. false. It's got a it, false unity. Okay. okay. You teach me all, <laughs> I don't kind, of, know. I just, all kind of colloquialism. Sometimes I just and, make them up, um, and then I assume people can track what I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. But um, you know, within the church, unity, um, I think, given the fact that not just culture, but I think even even within the church, yeah, we're probably uh, you know, like as the grand big the big C church more divided in in many ways mm. than ever do you think the unity is actually possible mm. Mm. um not this side of heaven uh fully yeah. however you know thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so i definitely think that um on this side of, and i talked about that on sunday on this side of revelation 7 it should be our aim mm -hmm. um so, so I think, I think like, let's start with, you, you brought up a good point. Like, I think a lot of people are sick and tired of talking about unity because mm -hmm. of a different understanding of unity. Um, yeah. Just like, I feel like at one time, maybe we got a little sick and tired of the word love. Yeah. Uh, because of the way the culture yeah. was throwing that mm -hmm. word out. Yeah, that's um, true. And we have to realize like, we can't let that stop us from, Scripture, like our goal is not counter narratives, is the meta narrative of right. Scripture, mm -hmm. um, and so like the meta narrative of Scripture is our heavenly Father with children from every tribe and tongue and mm -hmm. people group, and so uh, that should be our desire. And so I would say, like, if we start in the local church level, like it should be a place where that is celebrated right. and welcomed. And I think, as I talked about on Sunday, like we have to be intentionally aware of our own sinful tendencies to elevate our preferences uh, over in inclusion of uh, people into the body. Absolutely. I think one thing that we, we forget about unity is the fact that unity requires the people who want to be unified 
to sacrifice. Right. Uh, right. Because in unifying, no one gets everything that they want. Right. Um, necessarily. I mean, if our heart is for Jesus to be glorified, no, then we get right. everything we want when you're we right. are unified, you know, and, and walk in unity as the scriptures tell us. But right. what that means as far as a, a local expression in the church is that we're nobody is getting exactly everything they want. And ultimately that is good. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you have yeah. a part of your body that's stealing resources or, or hoarding resources from another part, your body becomes dysfunctional. And, right. you know, as we individually autonomously work as, a, as our, and our human bodies work together, all the parts for the good, mm -hmm. uh, the body of Christ is the same. And it just means that we're not going to get everything that we want. And I think that is where many churches yeah. Uh, yeah. just fall right there. It's right. just, you have a group or you have individuals or groups of individuals mm -hmm. or large groups who just say, this mm -hmm. is how it's going to be. And if you don't like it, you can get out. Yeah, I think I think you know we're getting ahead of ourselves maybe here. Or I'm getting ahead I of get ourselves, ahead of but too. like I think that you know that's the key here is the elevation of the gospel and the elevation of the scripture. Mm. Uh, and when that banner is being waved, I do think that it, it makes it clear where we appeal when people aren't in line uh, with the scripture. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's a tension that exists everywhere. I, we don't really wrestle with this tension as much here because Niceville is so not diverse um, in not just in race, but, you know, in, in many ways. Um, but I do think it's an issue that a lot of churches are facing. And I think it's an issue that's unresolved in a lot of people's hearts. And it's part of the reason some people like being in kind of the bubble here, right, mm -hmm. is um, because of not wanting to deal with this. You know... <laughs> I think that, um, and I get people's exhaustion. Like I, I want to back up and say, like, you know, it does feel like it's shifted. Like the narrative has shifted in 30 years ago. I feel like we've gone backwards. Like I really mm -hmm. do feel like we've gone backwards. I, I feel like we were making progress in terms of unity at least in this nation from a racial socioeconomic standpoint and we've regressed. And I don't remember if we talked about it on here or if I referenced it somewhere else, but um, there was an article that came out not that long ago about how social media really became like the tower of Babel, mm, the internet, yeah. like we thought That's it was going to unify, do. right? Yeah. We were all connected. And then now we've kind of turned out to not have the same language mm -hmm. and we don't even understand each other anymore. And so like, I think like woke, like the, what that originally meant from the majority of people who use that term. Now it means something else. Yeah. Everything you is know, hijacked. Yep. Nationalism and what that originally meant, like means something else. So it's like, we don't even understand each other. And, and I would just ultimately say like for the church, like we, we can't act like the world acts. Ooh, that's good. And I think that's where we err so much is like, we're like, these are the principles of the world and we're just going to do that. Like, we're just going to be divisive. Right. If you're not, if you're not f with me, then you're against me. And if you think yeah. differently than me on this issue or this topic, then, then I'm not going to just, I'm going to put you in this camp. And, and it's as harder work to yeah. listen. It's harder yeah. work to, you know, like sift through different opinions and it's harder work to stay unified, even through those things, right. but ultimately it is worth it. Now, I do think there are some things that we don't have to be unified on. Unity doesn't mean you think the same thing about everything and unity mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you are the same, it, but it does mean you're committed to the greater unity right. for the cross, uh, for, the, for the gospel, for the kingdom. And 
and isn't it good that we have differing viewpoints on different yeah. on things? Uh, because it ultimately makes us stronger. It makes us better. It makes us more aware of what's going on in the world, and, and it helps us. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I mean, in verse 19, it said, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints mm. and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. What a, what a great recipe for um, understanding um, how we view each other, right? Like we're all citizens and saints, members of the household of God. Our foundation is the word um, and Jesus is the cornerstone. So like, I just think, you know, remember that. And then of, of course we talked about like, then he's building that up. Um, and I, and I think like, that's our, that's our banner again, that's mm -hmm. our appeal, not any cultural, uh, thing. Um, yeah, I, 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 but, but that being said, like when we talk about diversity and inclusion, like we don't mean it the way the world means it. Like, you right. know, and I, and I talked about on Sunday, like love people enough that you don't want them to stay the way they are. Right. But that doesn't happen from tweets and yeah. yelling at people and even just sermons. It happens from relationship. Absolutely. The investment, the time, right. the proof. I mean, that's where the proof is. Right. You know, you say these things, but have you proved it to someone? Yeah. And are we long suffering with people, right? Mm -hmm. Like love is patient. And so, um, you know, are we willing to walk with people uh, through that? Now, now extending beyond the local church into the big C church, right? Um, that's where I have a little bit of a, you know, more difficult time fully understanding the application because the New Testament is so much about the local, local church, church and yeah. how it's expressed. Mm -hmm. So I think there is a lot of freedom in like how we cooperate yeah. uh, with other churches who might not be in line with us because we don't have fellowship with them right. the way the Bible defines mm -hmm. fellowship. Mm -hmm. Um well, you know, I think it's, we hear that a lot of times, especially, especially in our community. Uh, and sometimes, you know, in the, in the bigger scale of missions yeah. with, you know, can't we, do we cooperate? Do we help? And, yeah. you know, spe specifically in our own community, you know, like, aren't we all working for the same team? Well, yeah, for the most part, yeah. yes, we do. Like we have the yeah. same kingdom goal. And so there are some things that we can be unified on, but then there are some differences and some, uh, yeah. you know, some new, not just nuances, but there are some different convictions in terms of right. things. So there's, there's ways we probably won't be partnered with. Uh, mm -hmm. However, we would still support, you know, and like, hey, you know, this is, you know, if someone tells me they are a part of this XYZ church and, uh, you know, like, hey, this is where we differ. But, you know, ultimately, I know that they are proclaiming the gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's great. Mm -hmm. There's ways we can be unified because we're unified in Christ. We're reconciled mm -hmm. in Christ. There is maybe a greater nuance in terms of some of the ways that mm -hmm. we would commit or partner with or link arms even further in some ways. Mm -hmm. um, and then in the global scale, I think it's the same. You know, there's mm -hmm. organizations and ministries doing great things. Uh, and there are some Christian organizations who are doing good things, but not, I wouldn't say necessarily are, you know, with the goal of, of, planting churches and gospel, you know, really sowing seeds of the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and that's kind of what our missions team has identified where we really mm -hmm. want to put our resources and time and energy. So again, we can be united in a purpose, mm -hmm. but also not united in everything. Yeah. And then I think like when it comes to secular society and unity, yeah, I do. I, do, I think that's becoming more and more difficult mm -hmm. for really believers. Um, and I think this is where a lot of, uh, Americans are struggling because, um, 
they do still hold, even the ones that are not nationalistic, like so much of their appeal is to nationalism, like to getting the nation to be unified. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, that's actually nationalistic way of thinking. You're just against the you old just want them to, yeah they did you just want them to be unified in the way that you think right yeah so like so much of the appeal is is to that and and i think ultimately like god allows us to see that that is a, a empty call to unity mm. um but you know the scripture tells me and and i'm saying this on sunday like or i said this on sunday like we're pre-recording this i i said <laughs> this on sunday you know that the instructions i'm giving are for you not contingent upon others because you can't control others. Right. right? Mm-hmm. As far as it depends on you, be at peace with all people. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. As far as it depends on me. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, also, yeah, you know, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. So I, I just think that's, we're navigating that and there's, God doesn't necessarily give a lot of clarity on some of those things, but he does give clarity on who we are to be and how we are to be towards people um, in terms of our, not, not, what we say is right and wrong, mm-hmm. but how we treat them. Yeah. So what what advice would you give as a pastor to someone who uh, is out in the world working? And, you know, I think where, where maybe some of the uh, alarms or triggers or just, you know, the defensiveness of like calls to unity, uh, you know, gets from a secular worldview or a secular perspective, like you feel forced into mm-hmm. saying that things mm-hmm. are okay. Mm-hmm. How, how do you pastor, how would you pastor or counsel someone who feels that pressure in their workplace? Yeah, I think that the problem, so this is generalization, but I think the reason that people feel that as a pressure by and large is because their greatest concern is losing their job and their income, not the mission of God. Hmm. Like to me, like if you realize God has placed you as a missionary and you haven't even be getting paid for it, like, and so your first job is to engage people and I would say, and still be productive. So like, most situations, I mean, if you're an officer in the military, there might be some differentiations here, but in most situations, like what you do around with your coworkers off the clock, uh, doesn't really matter. And so, uh, seek to build relationships so that you have opportunity, not doing it while you're getting supposed to be doing a job. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think, um, that would be number one, um, is not view your primary role as preserving your income. Mm view your primary role as being on mission. And then I, that creates a different pressure, a different Mm -hmm. weight. Um, And then number two is I would say, don't be offended, be provoked. Paul, when he went through Athens and he saw how mm -hmm. they were so off base in their spirituality, it says the spirit was provoked within him. Like I see Mm -hmm. LGBTQ plus movement and I see a lot of people who are very confused about their identity. Mm-hmm. I see this transgender thing and I just see the way that's going. And while I think there are certainly, uh, there's evil forces at work, I think a lot of people are being caught up in it, looking for their identity. Yeah. How can I engage people? Mm. I like what you just said. And just, I think that's the root of this is that um, every everything outside of Christ is is a shadow of right. of unity is a, pale a shadow, shadow a pale shadow very a very faint and pale <laughs> yeah, shadow yeah. but it really is and so what you're saying is is that instead of being offended or angered it's provoked and burdened uh, because like I feel like people in our in our world if you don't know Jesus you're just you're you are scraping and clawing for something that you can't have. 
apart from Christ. And that is that is peace. You know, Ephesians 2, he himself is our peace. And and people, we are created for to want that. Like God, like we want that. We crave that. And people are seeking it in every way, including, you know, like you said, these identity issues and just seeking for anything that will give us peace and nothing will give us peace apart from mm-hmm. Christ. And mm-hmm. so rather than being offended mm-hmm. or enraged, just be burdened. And, and God, how would you use me to show this? How would you use me to tell this? How would you use me to invest in this person so that mm-hmm. I can share mm-hmm. the hope of Christ? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the real question to wrestle with in this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I think in our in our world it is convoluted because uh, you know every agenda wants to attach itself to unity and accept everything mm-hmm. and you don't have to accept everything mm-hmm. but you can you can still like be like Jesus mm-hmm. and uh and just love people and mm-hmm. tell them the truth mm-hmm. you know not just I love you as you but like I tell you the truth this is the truth and this is the only way to have peace is through him yeah and we I can't we can't stray away from that and I would just say, like, be very clear. The goal for your life is that you are more and more firm with the truth of the word and more and more gentle towards people. And you mm. need to be heading in that direction. And if you're not heading in the direction, you need people to help you in that direction. And you need to be a part of a church that helps you in that direction. Yeah. Um, that's the aim. Like, I'm growing more and more convinced in this being God's word being truth mm. and more and more convinced that people need uh, the love of Christ and the truth of Christ. Um, and we could talk about this for so long. Yeah. I hate it when people are like, if you're not doing this, you're doing it wrong. But I do would say like, if you are committed to the word and it's making you more angry with yeah, people, yeah, you are know, doing it I wrong. Know, you know? know, like I think if you're committed to the word and really having his heart, it's going to make you like angry at sin and burden and broken for people. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and some, you know, yeah, I'll leave it there. Mm. I don't. I could clarify, but then I'll have to re-clarify my clarification. Mm -hmm. So anyway, well, are we unified? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like so sorry. So many people just experience so much rejection Mm. and, uh, you know, part of it is the church, like just being all in for each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody was telling me about, uh, somebody's kid who like, it's fine. They go to our church. Their kid doesn't go to our youth group. They go to another youth group. And I'm like, and they let them. And I'm like, because they're like, I want my kid, you know, to want to go to church. I'm like, you know, that like what they're telling their kid is it's okay to say, Hey, you can pick a better group of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go to the parts that we want. We're not going to accept the parts that we don't like. That's not family. And the mm-hmm. Bible calls the church to be family. And I think like, that's the mindset we need to have. But, but with that, like, we need mm-hmm. to look out for each other. We need to inc- grow the family. Like, um, you know, and that could be abused yeah, by, by men in leadership and has been not just mm-hmm. men, but I'm, you know, yeah. sensitive to that. So, um, Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and I, Jesus, come, come, Lord Jesus, <laughs> yes. come soon, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, uh, hey, if you got questions or clarifications, just send us a message. We'll be happy to uh, speaking make of it, that. Make it. I, we have one question. And one it's a question. question for you, Justin. It's a question for me. Hey, this past Sunday, man, choir was jamming. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah, love when the choir's up there. 
Why do you hate the choir and only do it once a month, Justin? <laughs> you know what? I love a choir. And I wish we could do it once more than once a month at this stage. Uh, and without getting into the history, uh, you know, but COVID changed everything. And then we brought choir back. Uh, mm. We were no longer in two separate services. We were at three services, mm. one traditional, two mm. contemporary, not just a blended where the choir was before mm. COVID. There was not a choir at all in the contemporary service. Uh, coming back knew that uh, many of previous choir members had either moved uh, to be closer to family during COVID, had, uh, some had passed away, and some were not coming back on campus. Um, and just realized, hey, we got to revamp things. We got to redo it. And so, and we, and our, our focus was already, even though we had not done a campaign for the church and then a specific emphasis was headed towards more intergenerational. We wanted this in all three services. Also, we're growing. We have a ton of kids and we mm -hmm. have a ton of students on campus every Sunday morning, and that requires a ton of volunteers. So bottom line is we don't do it every Sunday right now because um, a lot of the people in the choir are also teaching your kids and leading life groups mm. and serving on connecting because mm. they're faithful. And we simply can't pull that many people out of kids ministry when there's every Sunday because we have so many kids. I would say also that's because we need more people to serve in kids ministry, which we say mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, many of you have stepped up and we praise God for mm -hmm. that, but many more need to say, hey, we'll do this more than once every other month or even once a month, we'll step in every other week or every week and be committed to this. Um, Cause we would love to have choir every Sunday uh, because it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful to have it. Uh, it's an intergenerational witness. I love that we have uh, middle schoolers up through, you know, very senior adults up there and it's great. Mm. So uh, this was our last acquire for the summer. We kicked back off in August. So you- So only one month, right? Yeah, really. yeah. You yeah, should yeah. plan to join us when we kick back off in August. It's so much fun. No audition required. I'll teach you whatever you gotta know. G good explanation, Justin. There you go. Hey, all right, so- that's all questions we got. That was that was easy. Yeah. Um, you know, so send us some tougher questions. Mm -hmm. Uh let's let's dive into uh, it's kind of is it a game? Is it a game? It's a top, top ten five. list. Top, top five, five, top five things. So talking about unity, talking about diversity, and that kind of leads us to if if we could just snap our fingers and change things about our church, top five things we would change about our church. Mm. Now, mm. before we do this, we must say we love our church. Mm, All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this yeah. isn't this isn't like top five complaints. This no, is like, no, hey, no. this, hey, if we could, we change this right now. Yeah, and, and saying top five is strong, but yeah, yeah, five. Probably things. come up with yeah. These are five things I think about a lot. Yeah, five things there you, you think about often. Yeah, there okay. we go. So I will start with diversity since we already mm. talked about that, and I would just say, man, I wish our church reflected the kingdom of God a little more in terms mm -hmm. of diversity. I understand that part of it's our context. Yep. You know, um, but. I'm just, yeah. I'm going to say number two for diversity. That was my number one that I put on there as well. And it really is like, it's not just ethnicity, it's socioeconomics, yeah, yeah. it's backgrounds of life. It's all those things. And I think part of that is, I think we've, we are, we have, we're seeing an increase in that, but we just want to see more of that to really yeah, reflect the kingdom. And, yeah. and that's intent that that's on us as leaders to lead the way, to model that. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next I would say is, to be younger. And you might say, wait a second, we've reached all these young families, all that. Yeah, but we actually don't have a lot of 20-somethings. Mm. Um, 
and a growing number, but we yeah. do have a growing number. Yeah. But, uh, and we definitely don't have a lot of 20 somethings in leadership, mm-hmm. uh, and even really 30 to that many 30 somethings in leadership. Um, and I would love to see more of that, you know, and uh, we were both at churches that I think had a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, part of that is Niceville, you know, it's expensive community starting to price people. Yeah. Hell, I mean, <laughs> it really are is in that demographic, but, um, you know, I, I just would love to see, uh, and I know you've made a conscious effort to incorporate more young people in, in, in the praise team, worship team, uh, choir, uh, you know, at the table, just w- would love to see more of that. So, mm-hmm. oops, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess we can't really say like, uh, a lower housing market is a thing we'd love to change. <laughs> no, no, no. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So I would say, uh, the next one for me is just, um, evangelism and really that being like the like just a topic of conversation in our life groups like who we're sharing with yeah uh more than just like hey we should share our faith because right. i think no mm-hmm. no one here disagrees with that and many people are sharing mm-hmm. their faith but mm-hmm. i just think um just a real and, and I say this, you know, to the man in the mirror first, uh, you know, I'm that's I was hoping you would jump in with that. Um, but I really, that's just, yeah, for sure. We just mm. got to, we have to grow in this. Mm. I have to grow in this. So we, I'll go with my third, which is the same evangelism. Hey, look at yeah, that. I mean, I think part of the diversity thing really stems from like, do we really, does our heart break for people's souls, Mm. you know? Yeah. Um, And are we intentionally investing in people's lives uh, so that they would know the greatest treasure of all Jesus Christ. And, and, and I just, I mean, you know, it's wild as we, I'll literally like talk about on Sunday, how we should be praying for that. And then I'll get, I get CC'd on some of our groups prayer list. It's just still praying for, you know, the same old things, mm. you know, like, and not that we shouldn't pray for, you know, right. our stub toe, but like, you know, <laughs> we probably should also be praying for, yeah. uh, you know, that. Mm. And, and and it's really comfort is mm. an enemy of, of evangelism. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, part of that, the diversity thing, the evangelism thing, it really comes to the point of like, are we willing to be like, like you said earlier, long suffering with people? Yeah. Because as, as our culture moves more and more away from, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's roots of, you know, this, you know, people having a somewhat, even it's like, even if it's just cultural, cultural familiarity with the Bible or, you know, monotheism, like, mm-hmm. I think it's just going to take a lot longer t- for people to mature into Christ. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> it's just I going know. to, and we yeah. got to really yeah. be patient That's with good. that and Decide. not want Wanting people just to, you know, discipleship. Dude, I envy people who can have a conversation about following Jesus with people and that person not think that they just have an agenda of getting them to come to their church where they're the pastor. Like, and you know, I think a lot of times, like for us, we get those moments where people are really open and desperate, right? Mm -hmm. But like to just engage somebody like who you know, might not, who might be kind of indifferent towards the gospel, like our church members who aren't paid by the church really do have a better opportunity to do that. Yeah, absolutely. But like, what do you have to gain, right? Like (laughs) in this day and age, why are you engaging in that conversation with somebody, right? Yep, I agree. Uh, So this is uh, something I would change immediately uh, if I could snap fingers and it's uh, not... Not super spiritual, but it is super spiritual at the same time. And that is just facilities. Uh, if I can just instantly, uh, you know, not we are blessed to have facilities. And yeah. that is not like, oh, man, like, you know, I think of our brothers and sisters around the world who, yeah. you know, long for this. However, we are kind of limited 
uh, where we are facility yeah, wise, size, yeah. sanctuary size, uh, you know, just congestion in the hallways, kids areas maxed out, student areas maxed out. Don't you wish um, too the worship room could be a little cooler without anybody being upset? That's right. <laughs> like not AC cooler. Yeah, just sometimes well, I wish. Sometimes, it was, yeah, actually. but like just update and it would be like, oh my goodness, what yeah. are they doing? They're yeah. just trying to be like the world. Yeah, yeah, no, not really. Uh, just, just the century, which um, is kind of cool. Like. I was telling someone the other day, like, you know, our numbers and I'm like, I don't even feel like we're like, try that hard in the way a lot of other churches are trying. Like mm-hmm. our sanctuary is fine. Yeah. But, but it's, it's not cool. No, it's, yeah, it's not. You know, like when you look at what other churches <laughs> I know, are growing, yeah. like, even in this town. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like, well, I mean, I and know then, how much they're spending. And, and we're pretty good we're, size. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so, it so is. which is glory to God. Yes. Yeah, praise God. And, and it'd also, be nice yeah. to have a full size gym. It would be nice to have a full <laughs> student, student. Yeah. For student. students. Yeah. Just places for people to hang. Connecting area. You know? So connections are better. I agree. All the above. And, and, you know, and Lord willing, we're headed that way, you know, as we pay down our existing debt and look for forward to the next phase of building. And one know, of our Boggy Talk listeners donates $10 million. Just do it right there. Come on. Just, you know, you feel it. Um, You've been convicted about not sponsoring Boggy Talk. And so now- <laughs> So here's your chance. Yeah. Here's your chance. All right. Uh, uh, my turn. Yeah, your turn. I wish that people were more excited to worship. Woo! Like, I clearly, if you know me and listen to Boggy Talk and listen to my preaching, am not about hype. But- the gospel. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. God, Jesus. a holy God Woo. has given himself for us mm. on the cross and we are free from eternal damnation that we deserve yeah. purely by his grace. Mm. And all bad things will be made right. Yep. Like, let's cry a little. Let's yeah. shout a little. Let's, Come on. let's get excited about that. I yeah. don't understand why we, and it's like, okay, but we're the church that has... We're, we're, we have right doctrine, right? Why doesn't that doctrine cause us to dance, right? <laughs> right like, yeah. come on. Uh, like the Bible says to do that. You know, it's funny. I, this, so I'm going to just say, this is my next, the next thing on my list is just people being expressive. Okay. And I don't, I don't mean, sort of. I don't mean like everybody Here's raise superficial your hands, minds from a deep but I mean heartbreak. like, just like that there is this like expressiveness and excitement and joy for the Lord. And many people, you know, we're growing in this and people are, you know, it's not, this isn't a blanket statement, but it really is like, you know, I, there's times in like, you're preaching and I'm like, Woo! And I'm like, I'm sure somebody's like, well, there he goes again. You know? <laughs> like, but like, it's just, it's not you. It's the truth. Yeah, right, it's like, right. I mean, it doesn't matter who's delivering. You just be like, yeah, come on. Like, mm-hmm. yes. And I know, so is some of that my personality? Yeah. However, not all of it is my personality because, yeah. you know, I know that I'm extroverted, but also I, I really don't love drawing attention to myself. Right. Like, and so I'm not doing it to draw. And I have watched games. I've watched, I've watched basketball and football games with many of you. And, you know, like yeah, you ch- we cheer yeah, for those right. things. And I know that that trope gets beaten on people, but I'm just like, come on. Like we get excited about something so far less significant. Yeah. Come on. At the same time, like what's what's a bummer here? And I don't fully understand this. And Tara Beardna, who, you know, came on the podcast a while back yeah. and talked about her experience. Like it's such a it's such I don't understand why people who are like those people don't like why do they have to go to churches where it's just about the hype? Like yeah. <laughs> why can't you come to a church that believes and preaches the Bible? Cause a lot of I'm serious, there's people probably listening to Buggy Talk yeah. who go to those churches that like like 
we go through the Bible here, right? Yeah. Like, come on, come yeah. join us. Yeah. Bring your energy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry that a lot of people here have resting Baptist face, but like, bring your <laughs> what energy. Does that mean? And I'm not talking about it anymore. Like, and 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 love God. So it's like it's both and, right? Like mm -hmm. it's like why aren't we more energetic? But also there are some types that like why do you have to go to a church where they pay all the musicians? They're not anointed. Yeah. They're paying them all. They're yeah. creating experiences like. Mm -hmm. Why, why does it have to be that? Why can't like the gospel be enough, Just right? Be enough. So on the Woo. other hand, like that's both sides, right? Like yeah. why isn't the gospel producing this? And then why isn't the gospel enough? Okay. All those My things. Last one, yeah. Come on. Dude, I wish we had some more people that wanted to be in ministry, called the oh, ministry. Oh yeah, that's good. And preach the Bible. Mm, that's and, good. like, you know, like just raise them up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pray for that, guys. Yeah, pray gals. for that. Yeah. And my, my last one is just uh, uh, more people like truly committed to discipleship. And I mean mm -hmm. that across the you board. Like, yeah, to Jesus. Now, you know, but, but, but hey, what that's you what just Jesus said, said. That's right. So, but I think, you know, like, and this is across the board. This means like people, you know, I know we talk about serving in kids' ministry a lot. And, but I mean, people who would say, hey, it's worth more than just uh, being on a rotation, but I would be willing to invest in this, like, every week or every other week, mm -hmm. you know, I'll team up with somebody to really say like, I'm committed to yeah. that generation That's or right. in right. life groups, whether you, whether you're leading the life group or you're involved to say, Hey, I want to take a group of guys or a group of women. I just want to take them like deeper and accountability. Lord, like yeah. we just have more people committed lead to all that. Yeah, absolutely. Just committed to that. Um, because and there are people in our church who are doing this, so it's not saying we don't have anybody who, but we 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 just need more and more and more. Why you sound that. like an evil villain? We don't <laughs> have anybody who like a cartoon. <laughs> That's evil how people villain. are like. They start going all the. Yeah. I would know wish somebody around here would like discipleship and love yeah, Jesus yeah. like I. That's not at all because there yeah. are people who are doing that. But uh, really, just to say, yeah, we we believe in it. We're willing to do it regularly, not just when it fits into. Our previously right. <laughs> pre previously right. program. Well, wow. Well, we just kind of got all that out. Yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we uh, love our church. And now we feel so unified. <laughs> you know what I'm not praying for? What? I'm not praying for a different church and no. I'm not praying for a different boggy talk co-host. No, man. Yeah. That's precious. So speaking of that, we'll be back next week. We'll we be back next week. So series, yeah, three right? weeks coming up. So next week, uh, we are going to talk about the Southern Baptist Convention. <laughs> so that sounds so exciting. The, you got to say it in a villain voice. Maybe. <laughs> <Southern> <laughs> yeah, it depends on how convention goes. Southern Baptist Convention. So annually, the Southern Baptist Convention does meet. It's meeting in the month of June. We're going to be attending that. So we're going to do two episodes to follow up from some of those things. Uh, and so next week, we're going to actually prep, uh, talk about uh, why the Southern Baptist Convention, why we are a part of it, why we continue to be a part of it. It may not uh, age well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the podcast may <laughs> we not have age to come well. back and take it down. I don't know. Uh, so funny. Because uh, it'll drop while we're there. Right? That's right. Yeah. 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 So um, the podcast for clarity. Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> well, maybe that too. Yeah. Who knows? Everything's up okay. in the air. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the current pressing issues uh, in the Southern Baptist Convention, Southern Baptist life. And then uh, coming back from convention, we'll talk about how it went, what happened. So it uh, should be pretty interesting. If you uh, if you care about that, it'll be interesting. It, uh, ironically, our highest like viewed podcast ever yeah. when we talked about this. You convention. know, and I thought about it, and I think it's because a lot of pastors yeah. don't talk about it other than like in a reasonable way, right. other than like on Twitter when they just say the things that they want their friends to like uh, uh, to affirm uh, what they're saying. We don't know. care what our friends like. <laughs> Yeah, my <laughs> friends don't really care about this other Baptist That's convention. true, that's true. So, all right, well, hey, thanks so much for tuning in, and we look forward to being with you next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. 
We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.